things that he said that is so so strange to me. Well, people have issues with me eating cheese that has bugs in it or critters in it. But the critter really only ate cheese, so really I'm only eating cheese. I started reading a book titled Hillbilly Elegy. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. So the first time I heard about the book, I was watching an episode of a podcast. Uh, I was watching an episode of the Dave Ramsey show. Okay. Okay. I, I thought yeah. that. Thought that's where you got it from, uh, from the video you Wait. showed me the, last week, or two weeks ago. Oh yeah, I showed you the video. It was related. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, because he mentioned that in the in the video, doesn't he? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I got it from. And I was like, after thinking about it, and we were t- having that conversation too about that particular topic of how there's this issue with family, and how to navigate the whole trying to build wealth and also trying to support your family in a way that is, you know, somewhat sustainable. Mm-hmm. It's not like toxic you just throwing money at them because they asked you to, but trying to be mindful of, okay, I'm actually trying to help here, but at the same time trying to, you know, save up some money so that I can have a somewhat comfortable life for myself and my family and my future family. Yeah. And he was talking about it. I thought, huh, that's a hillbilly thing. I thought about it. Yeah, that's right. It is kind of a hillbilly thing. And then I was like, no, 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 no. It's not a hillbilly thing. It's a poor thing. Mm. When you're poor and you don't have as many resources or you don't know enough or poor and uneducated enough, well, that's not the way of saying it. Uh, poor and poorly educated. That's proper. Okay. Yeah. When you're in that situation, you are more prone to making poor decisions and just sometimes just be irresponsible with life and money. Mm-hmm. And I thought, huh, that's weird. Because what I know from, you know, the hillbilly stereotype is they are uh, crazy, irresponsible, and uneducated, and apparently the the shame of the country. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, or if that's a fair way of saying things. Yeah. But I guess I didn't. I don't really know much about about the culture, so I thought, well, I want to learn more because. Little by little, I'm beginning to realize that in Angola, there are a lot of rednecks. Hmm. <laughs> it's strange. It's strange you would say that because, you know, the, the, no, the notion of, of rednecks kind of, you know, implies like a white person. And, and you know, Angola being predominantly that's black. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't think true. that. But from this perspective, uh, you definitely would, would see the, the parallels. Yeah, because you see people who have, you know, huge families because family planning isn't a thing. And I guess that's not the point of the huge family. The point of the huge family is, you know, one of these guys is going to support the entire family. So let's bet on that. And that's, that's kind of, I don't know. I don't like that idea. Yeah. Do you think, do you think it's it's done by choice or do you think those parents eventually stumble upon that realization that one of those children might be their way out of poverty? I don't know. I like to think that they stumbled upon it like last resort. Mm -hmm. Because quite honestly, in the cases where I see parents having kids and them having this type of perspective for them, like, hey, at least one of them is going to make it. It 
it didn't seem to come from just them being lazy. It's just them realizing, oh crap, I'm here now and there's not much that I can do to make my situation better. So I better hope that for my kids, it might be better. Yeah. 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 And I also think that's the thing I was just thinking as you as you were um, describing this, that it, it is it, even though, it, you know, even though like condoms are sort of cheap and, you know, and, and, and family planning um, is in, in some in some places subsidized by by they're subsidized by the government. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, there are some people that are just plainly responsible. No, but but he, like here's the thing though, like even though that yeah. that is the case, the reality is that it still takes it is still financially taxing on the person to make to make use of those resources. Uh, what I mean by that is condoms are not free. Um, you you can't have yeah. camp- campaigns where people give condoms away for free, but on that's average, just like one or condom- two. Yeah, condoms are not free. So if you have to decide, for example, here in the states, uh, I think condoms are like you can buy condoms. I don't know for um, a pack of twelve for like ten dollars or something. Um, mm-hmm. But still, it is ten dollars less than you could use. That is ten dollars less in your budget for, say, food, for example. Uh, and with ten dollars, you you know can buy bread, you can buy can buy other things to feed your family, even if it's just for two or three days. But that's still food that you're leaving out of the table, uh, taking out of the table if you're if you're using um, if you're buying condoms. However, one would say, but yeah, but you know if you. <laughs> If you don't buy condoms, then you can have more kids, and then it's more expensive to yeah. have more kids. However, yeah. when you're faced with severe poverty, you're trying to assess the situation as it is today. I have ten bucks now. If I have a child and I need to take care of that child, and I'm poor, I will find a way to to raise that child because you know survival instincts and, and, and mm-hmm. you know parenting instincts. But if I have $10 right now, like think of any, like even think of like college, you know, how many of us, maybe we're not poor, like very poor, but we were mm. through going through college and we're getting to the end of the month and we have no real forecast, um, financial forecast, uh, no yeah. real budget. And we have $10 mm. that we could either, you know, go buy some, some groceries or buy pizza, <laughs> You know how many of us make the right decision? Very <laughs> so, few. <laughs> so it's it's still the same thing. I think I think sometimes we we lose sight of of how much the the immediate situation forces you uh, to make a decision that even you know may not be the best uh, decision in the long run. And so you have that. Yeah, and, that's and, true. Yeah, and, yeah. And then you have even even with like birth control and and and. and you know, uh, par- uh, planned parenthood uh, clinics and things like that, uh, family planning uh, clinics. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're just gonna say planned parenthood. That's not what you think it is. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> like uh, you know, those clinics where you know you can have family planning and things like that. Yeah, yeah. If you talk about a country like Angola, where you would definitely need to have a vehicle of your own, even if you live in in the poorest of villages, you need to have a vehicle of your own to get to the city. So that you can make use of those resources, mm-hmm. e- even if the resource is free, the access to it is yeah. not free. Uh, yeah. Much, much like having internet, like a lot of the the resources that people can use for for their own self improvement, for their own uh, self guided education, is free. But access oh, yeah. to the internet isn't. <laughs> so. You know, if you can't just, you, we can't just look at the the final product and say, "This is free, therefore people should be taking advantage of it." Um, it's more know. of a, do we people actually have access to it? What's yeah. the cost to that? Yeah. And even though it's free, are we just trying to do like a some kind of monkey spa situation where? Yeah. Oh, the monkey spa! I forgot the monkey paw story, but basically, oh, it's free, but mm. you know. 
And you find yourself in the trap where, oh, it's free, but I got to do this and that to actually get it. So what's the point? I'm still putting too much at stake here and I'm losing too much just to get this for this, this thing that was supposed to not cost me anything. Yeah, yeah. Even college. I mean, how many how many free things we got out of college? Free uh, free food and, you know, some events that provide... Oh, yeah, free food, free. access to library resources <laughs> and all that. Yeah, but and at the same time, you had to like, be a student there. You had to be enrolled. <laughs> You had to already be, you know, either in debt or, you know, or have your education heavily subsidized or sponsored Mm -hmm. for you to be in that position where you could take advantage of the free stuff they were offering. That is true. (laughs) Yeah. So I was going to say a lot of no mask for anything, but then I realized some do. That's how much they actually ask for your car. Then (laughs) you got to show your card, your ID, so you can enjoy this free thing. Exactly. And I I was thinking, oh, they're just keeping stock. But like, nah, they actually just have clicker. They can just click for people. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, uh, it's... And this is the the sort of thing where, I mean, we, I mean, I think we were uh, very fortunate to live in a, um, in a state uh, to to go to a school like you know, uh, the one we went to. But the thing is, like, being part of that network, for, I think was hugely beneficial because um, both the campus, you know, here in Indianapolis and the campus in in, in Bloomington, they mm-hmm. are, they they. They're built, uh, I mean, the, the city isn't built, uh, well, at least Indianapolis wasn't built for the campus, but the, but the city seems to also provide a lot of resources to the school. But in Bloomington, you know, it, it's very much a college town. And so in a lot of ways, we got to experience um, an environment where transportation was free for students, even public transportation that wasn't specifically um, run by, uh, that, yeah, by the school. the school, yeah. Um, you know, like the, the bus public, system, I remember. The bus system was, was free for, for college students. You just needed to show your ID. These things are, you know, even if you're getting a scholarship to go to school and things like that, these are the small things that make it a ton of difference. Because, you know, having free transportation to and from, from, uh, from campus allows you to, for example, live in a, in a more affordable place. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know? definitely. Instead of living on campus where the prices are pretty high. Exactly. It just goes like around the corner and mm-hmm. just, you know, the bus goes by and you just kind of go there. Exactly. It's got like five minutes of maybe five or ten minutes to get to campus. But, you know, it's well worth it because you're just saving some money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no wonder, you know, in places like, like here, you know, the U.S., you know, you mm-hmm. would have the wealthiest of the wealthiest living in the suburbs, like away from the the busyness and the craziness of the city. But mm-hmm. the, uh, the the poor, uh, the poor people will sort of, you know, be, be forced to live closer to the, to the center of town, although not necessarily in the heart of it, but closer to town um, than living in the suburbs. Um, and then that also forces them to be you know, to, you know, to have to reckon with, was, with you know, the systems that may or may not work at times. Um, but like, you yeah. have to be in a place where you're close to everything because you may not even have, you know, uh, money to pay for your transportation. So you got to be able to to walk to work. That's how, like, a yeah. lot of those uh, factory towns, you know, got started. For example, you have a factory mm-hmm. here, and you build houses around the factory because, well, you're not going to drive to work, uh, so you might yeah. as well just live here and then walk to work. I, I know it used to be the case that for some places, the actual factory or whatever the the major employer was will just have housing for their employees nearby. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to work here, so don't worry. We're going to, like, the house here. I don't know if they will actually give it to them, but yeah. it's like something along the lines of, hey, um, some deal where you live here because you work here. Yeah. Some things are subsidized, but you still have to pay some of it or whatever. Like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, yeah it might be. Or you know, just I, get I, paid off of like Hershey, Pennsylvania, where mm. like Milton Hershey, the the form like Hershey's chocolate. Yeah, he mm. he was one of the pioneers, I think, in the United States with uh, that approach. He built Hershey, the the town of Hershey. Um, <laughs> Uh, as he was building his factory, actually, I think, uh-huh. um, at least from from what I was what I was um, from one of the, I was watching a documentary from uh, History Channel where they were mm-hmm. kind of talking about uh, 
about some of the bigger names in the in the food industry in America that basically basically also helped like the American economy. Like you know, you think of brands like Hershey, Coca Cola, you know, uh, Mars. Uh, you think of all these brands, uh, you know, KFC and stuff like that. That started very early mm-hmm. on, but also really helped the American uh, economy and all mm-hmm. those things. But he he seems to be the first American that's pioneered that that approach. He built the city. And as he was building, as he was thinking about this business and this factory, the mm-hmm. city was built first or was designed first. And then he got around to building the factory. And what kind of money do you need to have to build first the city and then the factory? Sorry? What kind of money do you need to have uh, for this <laughs> investment? Because, yeah. man, yeah. city planning is a big deal. Yeah, he was very wealthy and he... He had other ventures. I think he had sold a business, um, one of his mm-hmm. uh, business ventures, okay. and then sta- got started into the. Uh, he wanted. He really wanted to 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 be uh, to produce milk chocolate uh, in the United States, different from the one that Nestle was was producing in in, in Europe. He wanted like a like a very American version um, of it. Yeah, I would imagine. Like, hey, we have some competition. We can't just be consuming. From uh, from export, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Plus, you know, put the spin on you know on the American way of doing chocolate. Mm-hmm. Although I will say I don't like Hershey's that much, <laughs> well, nor do I like Nestle that much. Well, I thought I did. <laughs> then you realize that you know there's better chocolate. And you're like, huh? But then again, it's like everything. Like you know, I've been eating the regular type, not the deluxe fancy better type so you know once you try the better one everything else tastes like you know not as not so good tastes like feet or something (laughs) uh but hey i you know a controversial opinion here i Mm -hmm. am not a big fan of chocolate anyways so either way i'm not Mm -hmm. swayed by any of them (laughs) okay so not even dark chocolate no i see okay there are a couple things that i i just (laughs) never really got around to appreciating growing up mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. like i would eat i would eat those things i just never really got to l- like them or um see what all the uh, hype was about so mm-hmm. chocolate coffee and cheese you can't sway mm-hmm. sway me into appreciating <laughs> any of that any of it i mean i will uh, for example like i'll eat cheese um mm-hmm. at times you know usually Pizzas yeah. are made with cheese, you know. Yeah, so you're like, oh, it's there. What yeah, I'm going to eat it. But I won't go out of my way to buy cheese for anything. I won't go out of my way to buy coffee. I won't go out of my way to buy chocolate. And I don't crave any of these things. So, Yeah, true. I yeah. mean, if you don't really eat it that much, then we crave it. I guess even the craving of, of things like that, like chocolate and whatever, it's mostly... You know, like a lot of craving. It's all emotional and trying to f- feel some emotional need that you have. Like, oh, I saw it on on a, an ad for a good chocolate, and I crave it or whatever. But because mm. you know, really, it's not essential. Mm-hmm. Coffee, it's 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 a it's a maybe. Mm. Even cheese, it's not really essential. I mean, I guess it depends on what you're cooking, but. A lot of cooking without cheese. I mean, I survived without cheese for a long time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for me, it's it's like yeah, I have no preference between you know dark chocolate, white chocolate, uh, or some in between. Yeah, uh, yeah. great chocolate. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, no I, I guess. Yeah, I was asking about that because I don't know. Well, my experience a little bit's been oh, people don't like. Most chocolate that much, they probably have a inclination to liking dark chocolate, mm-hmm. which means they like chocolate, so it's weird. Mm. Mm, I see. Yeah, because, you know, yeah. Oh, milk chocolate is super sweet, mm. and that's, that's it. That's the thing. It's really sweet, very sweet, and it can get to the point where it's, too much to bear, you know. At least for me, it's like okay, it's a little bit too much. It's too much sugar, and it takes a little bit away from the actual cacao flavor. I see. 
See. And when you go for dark chocolate, it's a little bit bitter. But, you know, that's closer to the real deal. And yeah. it's actually pretty good, yeah. Bitter is better. Bitter is better. <laughs> Betty would say that. <laughs> what a better to make her batter less bitter. Oh, nice. Better, nice. Better, yeah. <laughs> A, I was actually playing wrong a with better that. bitter butter. <laughs> yep, that's also wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's I guess. And then dark chocolate is the one that's used mostly in cooking. Well, that's what that's what I've seen. Okay, like whenever people do like hot chocolate from scratch, they would use dark chocolate or just tempering chocolate. They would use some dark chocolate because it tempered. And by tempering, I mean they will heat it up. Mm-hmm. And kind of break down its structure so it's glossier and smoother. Nice. Like whenever you see chocolate bars that were coated in chocolate, mm-hmm. it's usually coated in tempered chocolate. That's why it has that smooth, nice texture, I think. Gotcha. At least gotcha. From, from what I remember. Okay. Okay. Because okay. if you were to go just get a, get a chocolate bar and melt it, it wouldn't look like that. <laughs> There's a process to it. <laughs> okay, okay. What is your like? What is your go-to chocolate? Um, for, for the past couple of years, the one that I would like the most was like brand. It's I don't know how to say it's Lint Lint L I N D T. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's my my wife's favorite. Hey, she has good taste. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they they have the truffles, and I, I like those a lot. It's just because it's easier to eat, you know. Take one, open, pop it, and you're done. Kind of. Two bites. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Nice. And nice. for dark chocolate, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what's the best brand, but in general, I just eat dark chocolate. Okay, okay. I've been, I've been on a budget, so I've been eating cheap dark chocolate. It's been okay so far. I see. Uh, this, this, this one is actually, so I remember buying the spicy version uh there's one with like a i think there's a chili version and a and an orange <laughs> zesty zesty spicy flavor i i quite like mm. those i quite like those a lot actually okay those are for me personally it's kind of oh man I, I i have my 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 foot back for the spicy mm. stuff on my chocolate i see i never really tried it so i don't know okay Oh, and then, fun story. Uh, one time, I went to New York to visit. I was walking around. I don't know where I was. I was just walking like crazy. Uh, I was, I don't know, walking north. I saw Trump Tower, and I was like, <laughs> that's funny. I'm home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not quite. It was weird. It was a lot of gold there. I got in, and I was like, they have a waterfall inside, and there's a bunch of gold in it. That's so weird, and extraneous or whatever <laughs> i tried to get a picture with a cop but they said oh sorry we can't take pictures with people and i was like oh i didn't know that interesting could you take a picture of the cop not with the cop i i was afraid of getting shot <laughs> okay okay fair enough and i guess if i were taking a picture of myself and they happened to be in the back like me not intending that that probably would have been fine but I guess I can really just go and take a picture of the cop. I mean, technically, you can really go and take a picture of anybody because, you know, yeah. it's a, I forgot what crime it was, but it's a crime. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, go there. Then I walk past a little bit and I see the lint. I guess it's called lint. I don't know how to say it. I'll just call it lint. Mm-hmm. The lint uh, chocolate store. And I was like, I got to go in. <laughs> and I got in and oh boy, it was crazy. So they had a bunch of like um, containers filled with all different flavors of chocolate truffles. Okay. And their deal was okay. You can buy like our packs or bags like you would see in the store, or you can buy a bag, an empty bag, and fill it with as many as you want, whatever <laughs> flavor you want. Whoa. And yeah, and then you just pay for the final price. And I you was like, by on. weight? No, by bag. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, so the bag was like 30 bucks, I think. Okay, okay. 
And I was like, I'm going to get as many flavors as I can. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought a hundred some chocolate ruffles. Wow. And took them home with me. Okay. Let me, and, let me ask hmm. you this. What, what hmm. sort of pain were you having? What sort of what? Pain were you having? Because to some people, chocolate is like a comfort food. That's true. No, I had no pain. Okay. Okay. I, I was just having the time of my life. I was like, oh, man, look at all this chocolate. <laughs> I like this chocolate. I'm going to get a bunch of it. And the thing is, luckily, I didn't eat it all alone. Thank God. I'd probably get sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I was doing was I would eat some, right? But whenever I got out, like go to school or class or whatever, I'd take a couple of truffles and I'd just give them away. It's like, hey, friend, try this. Boom. Try this. Boom. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just giving chocolate away like crazy. Yeah, because I'm like, this is too good for me to just have on my own. i got to share with people. This is good stuff. And I was thinking, of it would be cool to just have like a recording session where it's actually live video and we're just sitting at a coffee shop just talking. I've recently discovered a new coffee shop north of where I am. It's pretty quaint, and right. I forgot the name of it. Uh, command, <laughs> yeah, command coffee. They 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 command you to enjoy the coffee. I I don't know what why they call it that. All I know is you know, coffee shop, and it's nice and quiet and near where I am. So why not? Um, I'm looking at their um, Instagram. Mm. Oh yeah, like a nice 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 place, right? Yeah, nice presentation. Yeah. I like it. Oh yeah, I like it too. I'm just wondering, would they be okay with people recording there? Probably gotta be friends with the owner. I mean, if we, if we were more famous, I guess they wouldn't have a problem with it. True. I mean, if we were like um, <clears throat> Jerry Seinfeld, that'd be a different story. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I mentioned Jerry Seinfeld because he actually has a show called "Comedians in Cars with Coffee," where he just goes and gets some mostly comedians. A lot of people aren't comedians, but mostly comedians and actors and just sit down have coffee at a coffee place and drive sports cars probably a sponsored show right oh yeah definitely those cars on his i mean it, it, it's, it, it has production value it's not just him thinking hmm, cool let's do it but you know you see that the sports cars and they're pretty fancy and they're also some summer vintage so you know nice the, nice. the type that not everybody gets to, to use Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the menu. There's um, item number 15 says cortado. I, I, I don't know what oh. that is. But. Oh, man. I forgot what that is, too. I was told what that was, but I forgot. Just for the fun of it, it I'll get two of those so I can make one hole. Cortado <laughs> <laughs> uh, means cut in Portuguese or most Latin languages or Romance languages. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so two cortados make one hole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, cortado is like an espresso with milk to reduce the acidity. Okay, okay. So it's like a latte, but small. So Small-ish. Okay. Mm. This is something I also don't, don't really understand. Mm. Okay, G- give me your, your like, uh, coffee shop uh, rundown for, for dummies. What what do those words even mean? Like cappuccino, an espresso, a mocha, a latte. Latte, I'm assuming, has has milk. Yeah, has latte milk has milk. milk. It's usually um, latte will be, I think, maybe 50-50 or maybe some different ratio, but a significant amount of milk and a significant amount, significant amount of coffee. And for that case, drip coffee coffee that you would get from just um, using either like filtered or press or whatever but essentially coffee as we know it here in the United States because people in Europe would say other stuff otherwise like espresso is more like the coffee you would see in Europe or you know like the small, very small cup of very concentrated ca- caffeinated beverage. I see. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the that's an that's an espresso. Okay. 
the regular coffee that we drink here, that, that people drink here, I guess they'd be called an Americano because it's like more volume. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And a latte is basically Americano that you mix it with, it's mixed with milk, maybe equal parts, maybe not, but some amount of milk or any okay. dairy. Not dairy, not any dairy, any milk product like almond milk, oat milk. Okay. Vanilla milk, whatever milk. Okay. A mocha is, I forgot the ratio, but it has some amount of chocolate in it. Mm. So it's mocha. So wait, chocolate and uh, chocolate and coffee, but without milk. I don't remember. Okay. I mean, I know I've I've watched a video on this, so I should know. <laughs> Mochaccino. Okay, it's a chocolate flavored variant of a latte, so. Latte, but with chocolate. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because uh, the reason I asked was like, it, it didn't make, in my head, it didn't make sense that you would just have like bitter chocolate. I mean, maybe chocolate wasn't bitter, but like just chocolate mm-hmm. and coffee. Because like yeah, you, you yeah. might it, want something to kind of balance the the, mm-hmm. the strong yeah, the flavors. Of it. Yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. where the milk comes in. Okay. Yeah. And so there was like a Say- macchiato. What, what would that be? Oh man, that's 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 uh, <laughs> that's in the level of Starbucks that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's also this 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 the the foaming, which is also an important element. See, this is this is too much for me. Like I, I, I think yeah, I, I, I agree. It is a bit too much. It's like just give like, me like if if I'm ordering something to drink. I just want to drink it. I don't, I don't like, do you like, you know, do you want 50% chocolate, 30%? I don't know. I didn't come here to do math. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> just want to drink the thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Uh, if anything, for the most part, the safest bet would be a latte. Okay. Because it's coffee and it's not too acidic. It's not okay. too bitter. So, you know, yeah. Okay. Everything but, but, else is just, yeah, it, it takes patience and wanting to try things and being a, hip, being a hipster. Mm-hmm. But is it too sweet, though? Because I also don't, I don't, I don't like the extra sweet, like super caramel, honey mm. thing. Oh, like, yeah. No, and only if you ask for it. I mean, latte okay. is basically just coffee and milk. Okay. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, everything else that comes, it's Starbucks level. I call that Starbucks level because it's too much extra. Dude, <laughs> one time, I remember when I was working at a place, I would always have a Milky Way latte at okay. uh, in the afternoon. So the Milky Way latte is interesting because they had like, it seemed like space-themed coffee beverages. And I like the Milky Way because, you know, Milky Way, space, you know. <laughs> of course yeah but when I tried it I think I understood that by Milky Way they, mil- they meant the Milky Way chocolate bar oh because that thing was super sweet okay okay it was really sweet like disgustingly sweet mm. I I felt the sudden chur- surge in uh, I don't know something, but you know like you get a spurt of energy when you mm-hmm. get all our sugar in yeah, and when I would crash, the caffeine that I drank would keep me afloat. It was so weird. <laughs> it was a weird experience, but yeah, that was really sweet. It was too much. I had to tone it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That, that's. I think. I think part of part of why also like I have a a hard time with uh, some chocolates or you know, um, and even like you know coffee shop uh mm-hmm. coffees it, it's just i think i think i'm also i don't necessarily have a sweet tooth so usually i mean i i, I don't mind sweets i mean i but usually yeah, i think i'm the I kind think, of guy that like will go for like a fruit if i really want something very sweet like i'll go for mm-hmm. like an orange <laughs> like you know yeah uh, or, or or an apple so i don't like i i would i would i drink my tea with no extra sugar like so, oh, yeah, same. Yeah, so that's the kind of like for me. If, if I'm going to a coffee shop and 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 I'm, someone is pouring tons and tons of sugar into my cup, uh, I just don't yeah, want to drink it anymore. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, if anything, you are 
of I don't know if it's few people of of some amount of people that are in the right because man a lot of our food is just saturated with sugar to the point where people become somewhat addicted to it yeah and we don't even notice it yeah do you like, think I that is the intention like the the sugar is added purposefully so that you know you sort of become hooked uh, into wanting more of it um i don't think that's that's the main goal because okay. i think the main goal is just hey increase flavor increase sales because if anything flavor is in sugar salt and fat mm-hmm. things that in, in excess will be bad for you they're unhealthy And maybe their idea was, okay, you're going to buy this thing and you're not going to eat it all the time, but you end up eating all the time anyway, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah, like a lot of people consume a lot of a lot of sugar and it just became the norm. Like a donut here is horrible. <laughs> I mean, donuts are good, but my God, you got to be careful when eating them because they're super sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I and remember. If you, no, I just I was just remembering like our uh, coffee coffee breaks coffee is it coffee break coffee hour uh coffee mm-hmm. hours uh back mm-hmm. in you know in, in bloomington when you yeah. know when we just arrived here mm-hmm. and, and those coffee coffee breaks coffee hours I keep saying coffee mm-hmm. breaks coffee hours like uh donuts uh orange juice and some sort of coffee i usually would yeah. go for the orange juice and a donut but i couldn't have more than than more than two donuts because it was extra sweet and the juice itself stopped tasting sweet after after one donut <laughs> that's how I sweet know, the right? donut it's was weird. yeah <laughs> the juice just became like more acidic i don't remember yeah that's a weird feeling especially with oj man yeah. yeah and that's the thing like if you were to like stop eating or consuming as much sugar for like some amount of time maybe a week or so mm-hmm When you go back to eating something really sweet, you may end up feeling sick. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it hits you different. Kind of messed up. Yeah, it hits you different. It hits you in a way that it should hit because it's too much and you mm. might feel sick. Yeah. But then you build a tolerance to it and that's that's a problem. Like yeah. that's that's complicated. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think I think that's that's also the thing with with a lot of the foods that we eat that may not be good for us. It's just we built such a tolerance to the thing that is actually harming us that you know we even have like uh, we have, we have expressions uh, like what doesn't <laughs> doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, uh, you're you you know you're basically uh, entertaining your body uh, with something that is is actually more harmful to it than it's good but your body has to do the extra work to account for the toxins you're putting in your body <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then you know your body's just like okay at this point i don't care anymore throw whatever you want at me i would just handle it but you really shouldn't be putting this into the system oh yeah no you shouldn't yeah. man it's easy to trick the brain mm-hmm. just make them feel good and you're done yeah get that dopamine in <laughs> have you ever heard of msg that ex- uh it sounds familiar so msg i'm gonna look it up because i forget what it means monosodium glutamate okay it's um pretty much seasoning okay and it's kind of like salt and for the longest time there used to be huge stigma with it okay Because they would say, oh, it's bad for you. It makes you addicted. It gives you headaches or migraines or whatever. And the thing with MSG is MSG brings brings out this explosion of flavor to foods that you cook. Okay. It's like salt, but on steroids. <laughs> wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. When, when you already <laughs> described it as something that could be addictive, <laughs> you don't want to use the word steroids. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. It, it's it's not addictive. Supposedly, it's it's supposedly addictive. There's there's been a lot of stigma. Just people saying, "Oh, this, this, and that." There there was really very little proof that that was the case. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and uh, a lot of fast food restaurants they would use MSG on their stuff. Uh, like for instance, KFC, which I'm talking to you, and you're like, "Yeah, sure." 
And KFC is really delicious, apparently. It's like, you know, people love it, especially mm-hmm. the skin of the chicken because it's the thing that has the most seasoning in it. Got to. Yeah, and MSG just, you know, gives it like a different kick to it. Mm. And I haven't tried it yet, like as in me going by you know, the MSG and trying my cooking and seeing the difference because, you know, when you eat, when I eat like fast food, that's just, I'm not really paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. You just know that it's tasty, but you don't really know why. But I guess MSG is one of the key things to give that extra oomph in the food, you know? <laughs> yeah, see, I, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't know. So I never, I, I became a vegetarian before I tried KFC or McDonald's. So I'm really not mm-hmm. familiar with um, American fast food and how it tastes yeah. like to compare. But I, but, mm-hmm. I do, but I do hear that KFC is probably the place to go for, for chicken. Uh, like... It doesn't comp- like other like Wendy's or Chick Fil. Mm. Maybe Chick. Well, some people swear by Chick Fil A as well. But but I, I do um, hear a lot more people kind of swearing by the fried chicken from KFC. I don't know, man. I feel like when people talk about Chick Fil A, it's not taken into consideration KFC because <laughs> KFC. It's yeah, yeah. It's like oh yeah, like if you were to get a sandwich, like a fast food like sandwich thing, would you go Wendy's? buy chicken sandwich from, um, I don't know, somewhere else, or mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A, and they say Chick-fil-A. That's fine and all, but I don't think they ever talk about, you know, fried chicken comparing it to KFC, because KFC is its own thing, and people just don't talk about it, because it's like, you know, it's there. I see. They don't compare. I see. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's, that's been my experience. Okay. Because, I mean... It's not like I go around asking people if they like KFC or not, <laughs> but I don't, I don't remember ever hearing anyone say that they don't they don't like KFC. Yeah, and I, it's, I it's, since I haven't had it, I also don't know if I if I would I would have liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I probably yeah. would. I probably would have liked it. Yeah, because I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I like chicken when when I when I used to eat meat, so I, mm-hmm. I might have I might have liked it. Yeah, but there's also the thing that with KFC, it, it can be very, very greasy. It all depends on what's cooking, I guess. Like, it's juicy, yeah, but it can be very, very greasy, and it's just maybe if you eat too much too quick, you'll, you'll feel sluggish, mm. like most fast food. I see, I see. Yeah, but yeah. And yeah, I was talking about MSG because there used to be this stigma, and people were just making these claims, and... It's still maybe a little bit taboo to use in the kitchen. I mean, I see people on YouTube and whatnot cooking. They're like, yo, MSG, is, it's a good thing. Relax. Just, I'm going to use it. Relax. Take it easy. And, uh, yeah, and I guess it's weird that the whole reason why it was such a, there was such a stigma attached to it was because of where it was used primarily. Okay. Where? So, I want you to try and guess. Um... Okay, stigma, the word was used and first. And think of, think of maybe, I don't know, uh, back in the 60s, maybe, <laughs> 1960s, okay, 1970s. You're, so you're, you're talking about, the, the 60s were famous for uh, segregation. Uh, well, I mean, not, I mean. Not, I, I know, I know, I know what you mean, but yeah. <laughs> Like, only the yeah, 60s yeah, yeah. experienced segregation, but like the. The movements that uh, that tried to shine more light into mm-hmm. um, into the divided divided America that yep. they you know so uh, was M- MS, uh, MSG in any way related to crack like associated to crack with crack nope okay nope uh, but am I am I close kind of yeah okay so. you, you are right about the segregation and the divisiveness. But it was exclusively used in cooking. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Was it mostly used by African-Americans? Nope. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I may, ha- I may have misled you too much with the 60s. The thing is, I don't know which year it was. Okay. But I know it's been, like, old enough when there was a huge migration wave to the United States. Uh, so the Asians? Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Since you said infused with flavor, so I'm assuming this would this would would have been like a maybe a primary ingredient for like you know Asian 
recipes, like the Japanese and the, the Chinese when they moved here. Mm-hmm. Would, would that be accurate? I think, I think mostly Chinese, yeah. Okay. okay. And because at the time, I don't know what time it was, but I guess people were just like pretty wary of the Chinese. Mm. And they were like, mm, we don't like them very much. Their food must be bad, even though it's really tasty. <laughs> I see. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, just, I'm paraphrasing here, by the way, just, just so... <laughs> yeah, of course. Just so people know. <laughs> <laughs> Many years of history, you know, c- can only be can only be paraphrased if you want to summarize the, what really happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but... And that's based on the little research that I did and what I've read and heard. It's just that there was this huge stigma attached to, oh, Asian cuisine and just the fact that it's mainly used in Asian cuisine that people just... Look at it with bad eyes. Gotcha. Huh. That is that is interesting. That is that is strange. Why is it strange? No, because I mean first like I, I've I've heard the I've heard the name. Never never really associated it much with anything. But I think mm-hmm. it's strange because um Chinese cuisine or you know, Asian cuisine, yeah, you know, whether you mm-hmm. you mean like East Asian or uh, kind of like like Asian cuisine, like whether you mean like the mm-hmm. Middle East, whether you mean the like Southeast like Asia or something, Southeast like or just all the way east. Mm-hmm. They're they're very popular um, in a lot of places. I mean, the, the United States is not uh, <laughs> is not an exception. Mm-hmm. So I would, I guess, I just never thought that they would use bes- uh, besides like the actual vegetables and things i never thought that they would use like a different kind of salt because uh, i can I mean it's monosodium granulate you know i wouldn't yes different yeah. so, sort of uh salt for their cuisine but at the same time if even even if they did or as they do i wouldn't think there was there would be any problem with it because most of the health related uh Issues that we see in the United States mm-hmm. actually come from the American recipes, um, like yep. the fast food yep. and, and the, the yep. extra grease and things like that. So yep. I, I wouldn't expect them to be <laughs> at fault for, you know. <laughs> but For anything like, oh, yeah, it being addicted or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that. That's actually kind of ironic. Well, is it ironic? I think it's ironic. <laughs> it's like, oh, your food is making us sick. Yeah. <laughs> Not on top of the other food that we make that make us sick. Yeah. Or the food that we changed that now we eat that makes us sick. Like, man, cream cheese on sushi. That's weird for me. towards the options that you have i mean if the options were healthier if all the options were healthy if most of the options then, were healthy and people consistently chose the unhealthiest oh uh, then that would be, that th- would be yeah I, th- I think yeah you could point fingers but then at the same time the thing is with with the capitalist system that we have what really what really decides what succeeds is cost Cost to the manu- to the seller and cost mm-hmm. to the buyer, and so mm-hmm. you could have you could have companies that provide health services, companies that provide uh, food, you know, the sell food. It doesn't matter how good their service is; it only matters in a capitalist system. It only matters how cheap it is for the end customer and how mm-hmm. and what profit margins well, yeah. the you know the person on the other end uh what profit margins they they can make and and that is a, the unfortunate reality of this because mm-hmm. when you have <laughs> but, but really like when you have uh, like a bucket of chicken <laughs> from kfc <laughs> for 3.99 and apparently it's like it can feed a family of three dude i uh-huh. mean at that point 
I mean, yeah. you're not leaving the people without an option, but you're making it you're a making very, it very appealing yeah. for them to just go for that. Yeah, that is true. But that's the thing, though. Yeah, yes, it's the option available, but we also need to exercise some restraint. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, oh, it's easy, just do it. I mean, geez, I fall for that, too. It's really yeah. hard. Yeah. But there needs to be that, that self-control, you know, like being able to tell yourself, this is not the best option. There has to be something better. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that this ties back with what we were talking about it uh, at the start of the show. When mm. like you have, when you're faced with um, with poverty, one of the advantages of not being in in severe poverty, besides it, the very state of not being in severe poverty, one of the advantages is mm-hmm. having the ability to plan ahead. The ability mm-hmm. to not be uh, forced into an action that could actually put you in 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 a more severe um, situation, although it may seem like it's it's making good progress, and I think that oh, is yeah. one of the biggest advantages of you know being financially stable. It's you can sit down and say, "How can I make my ten dollars uh, grow into twenty dollars?" until the end of the month or how can i make um how can i I I, instead of making a trip to to a fast food place how can i make uh make you know how can i prepare food for the week how can i meal prep Mm -hmm. and i think you being afforded a little bit more time um that would otherwise be used for you to stress over things uh for you to prep and, and, and get ready for, for life. I think that is one of the biggest advantages that uh, severe and dire poverty strips away from, from those who are experiencing it. It's, you really oh, yeah. have no option but to think about today, even though you know that whatever you're doing today, it's only going to work for today and tomorrow you're going to regret mm-hmm. having, you know, yeah. having chosen that. 